All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another epic episode of The Charlie Shrem Show, where together twice a week, we get to dive deep with some of Bitcoin and crypto's most influential leaders to truly understand how this movement came to be, where we are right now, where we're going. And frequently, we dive into these awesome topics and we, we kind of take them apart and dissect them. We've been on this journey talking about decentralized identity. And over the years, I've had the, the privilege of discussing, debating, and diving deep with some of the craziest people, some of the most brilliant, brilliant minds. And today we have two great guests for you. We're on episode four of this decentralized identity series, and we're setting our sights on a topic that we kind of been discussing, and that is proof of accountability. And imagine a horizon where the idea of all of our data and information in being in these siloed, centralized places, imagine when that can be tales of the past. The waters that we're navigating today are vast, but our guiding beacon remains true that if we can prove accountability and our guests that will talk today about it, it'll remove a lot of trust that is required in the world today that maybe that we don't have to have. And that's kind of been one of the visions of, of the original visions of Bitcoin with Satoshi was like, you could trust, but verify. If you could verify things, it's much better than needing to trust, you know, those big, crazy incidents we don't need to have anymore. And so I'm really excited. Ingo Rube of Kilt, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Nice to be here again. Kilt is at the forefront of this technology, redefining blockchain, decentralized identity. Your commitment to proof of accountability stands as like a huge shining city on the hill, if you will. It's really, really important to you. And Samir Falala, thank you so much from Berlin. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. You're the chief information officer at Axel Springer. You represent a media and tech titan, huge company. You guys have iconic brands like Insider, Politico, Build, and DeWelt. You guys are more than just a company. You guys are like a huge powerhouse, but at the same time, investing in different technologies that you feel can make the world a better place in it. So, so thanks for coming on and talking. Your 15 years in the company and, and kind of in different roles and everything are going to be able to shed some light on that. Ingo, Kilt is a standout name in the decentralized identity space. Can you give our listeners an overview of Kilt's mission and how proof of accountability fits into it? Yeah, so what, what Kilt does is digital identity or decentralized identity. We are doing very simple things, basically. So we equip people, machines, AIs, robots, whatnot, with a digital identity, which consists of two things always. This is an identifier, so you know exactly who you're talking to, and then verifiable credentials, which are very, very similar to what we have in the Physical world is passports, driver's licenses, identity cards, and whatnot. So these things together actually represent the decentralized identity. And uh, how did we actually uh, go into the discussion with uh, about proof of accountability? That was actually a discussion I had with Zamir, who's on the show currently, when we were talking about how AI is actually going to influence everything that is content production. And that is an interesting thing. And we were discussing, is it really interesting to know that you talk to, uh, that this content was produced by a human or not? And this this is the story that WorldCoin is currently bringing out, right? And the WorldCoin guy, funny enough, he's also running ChatGPT. And then he's running WorldCoin, and the WorldCoin story is basically, oh, there's AI now, and there's content which might be just created by an AI, and you don't know if it's true, 
So it would be nice if you knew that a content is actually generated by a person and not by an AI. And what we discussed is that this is actually not what a very good story. Because first of all, this would imply that things from AIs are lies and things which come from humans are not lies. Uh, but we've seen mm. in the past, or the, since humans exist, actually, we see that humans also lie. Also, in the future, we will see that if we get content from a human, maybe with a DID behind, so really signed, so this is signed, but this is signed by Ingo, so this is really content produced by Ingo, that can mean that Ingo is still lying, but it can also mean that Ingo used an AI to generate the content, actually AI content, but signed by a human. So the whole thing, what WorldCoin is discussing right now is actually not very intelligent and doesn't lead us any. This is exactly what's happening in Hollywood right now. You guys know with, with the strike, the biggest thing that they're, they're striking over is screenwriting and script. In front of me, I have 15 scripts, you know, but... How do, how do you know if these are if these scripts are written by AI or if they're written by a screenwriter? And then where's the, not just the accountability, but the accreditation that you get? Definitely not just a crypto problem or like something in the media space. It's spilling over into like a lot of different places of the economy. You know, like you go out to LA, I'm heading out there in a couple of weeks, you go back out there and it's like, it's like crickets. There's nothing going on. But why acts like Samir, why is this important to you? Like I get why, and the company, I get why, why it's important to, to Ingo and Kilt and for like crypto nerds like me and for the rest of the world. But why would it be important for like a company like, like uh, Axel Springer? As Ingo already mentioned, I think like especially the challenges which comes with AI also for our industry specifically, right, need to be solved, right? And we need to mitigate the problems which comes with AI. And we, as Axel Springer, we decided, of course, to embrace this kind of new technology. And of course, we started, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago to use AI, but especially since generative AI, just to name a few um, large language models from OpenAI, like uh, GPT, especially ChatGPT, but also Palm 2 from Google, right? So I think um, the world has changed, especially for our industry. And of course, we want to use this technology, but it comes also with some downsides, right? And I think some of these downsides can be solved by using technology like Kill Protocol and really rely on proof of accountability and not only on proof of personhood, right? So, And looking at our business more in detail, of course, you know, the way how we create content right now, it's done by humans. And we're a content-first company. And of course, we invest heavily in journalism, which also means that we invest into journalists, right? Um, but regarding content creation, AI comes into play right now. And a lot of things we did manually in the past can be done by Gen AI automatically. Um, and of course, we want to use this. Um, and maybe it gives also some freedom to our journalists concentrating on investigative stories, exclusive interviews, for example, the stories behind the story, of yeah. course, um, but regarding summary of content, just putting out information there, um, create a short version of an article or a text for other platforms like Facebook, social media platform, sure. whatever, can all be done by Gen AI. And in the past, we did this manually with human beings. 
so with journalists. And, and that's where I also see the chances. But when it comes to content creation, you can easily create content with Gen AI. And it always sounds great. And the text is often great. But sometimes facts are not right. It, sometimes even Gen AI, LLMs, like humans, can lie, right? So we have to fact check this. Um, and that's why we think the proof behind that, especially proof of accountability, is the solution to parts of this problem. Ingo, how is it the solution? When you look in the physical world or newspapers or online publications, then you normally have people who are journalists, right? And those journalists, uh, they are accountable for their work. So if I'm a journalist and I work for Axel Springer, for example, even if I not only at work, but uh, at, at some other place in my free time, uh, start to uh, start a blog which is totally racist, I will probably get in trouble with my employer yeah. uh, because I'm damaging their name, right? So they, and I might lose my job. And this is the piece where the accountability actually becomes interesting, because if I have something at stake, which I can lose if I do lie, if I uh, guide the people in the wrong direction, if I you know, do, uh, I don't know, uh, do crazy things which I shouldn't do as a journalist, then uh, something is taken away from me. And what we, I think what we need is this accountability also in a world where AI is happening and I, AI is generating Content. So it would be interesting if not only media houses actually take this piece of accountability, basically linking their good name to a piece of content, which is also accountability, but if also AIs would be accountable for what they say, because then they would have an incentive for producing the truth. I totally see how that could be a solution. Right now, AI is like made up of these like kind of powerhouses, right? You have ChatGPT and then Bard and then I forgot the other one's names. If everyone's using those and then kind of like the, the open source versions of them, how do you solve, you know, that accountability problem then? Because you're right there, like you, you spend so much more time end up fact checking AI. And a lot of the times, like there are errors and things like that. A lot of the times, more frequently than not. Yeah, definitely. I'd say it's uh, sometimes if you use ChatGPT, you will notice uh, <laughs> that there's a lot of information which sounds very good, but is not really accurate. But what we have with blockchains is the possibility that we can have stake, right? Uh, we can have stake and that stake can be taken away. And yeah. uh, so, so everything in blockchain in the end boils down to money somehow. And uh, so it, it would be in, in a way a financial lockup or stake of things which others could take away if, if it is proven off-chain, obviously, if, it, if, if there's an off-chain proof that information was wrong, that uh, that uh, this uh, person or this AI or uh, this organization uh, is, uh, is, is uh, putting out misleading information. So there, there must be some kind of an organization. I would envision something like a DAO, which mm -hmm. decides on if things, if, if things can be taken away. How do I see if a, an article, a piece of content is actually trustable or at least trustable in the way of this DAO? Uh, yeah. That would be a credential again. This is a very credential which you can add also to pieces of content. It's called asset DIDs and public credentials. Uh, so these things could be added to, to content pieces. And then every browser, every application which displays this content could then have a green check mark or display a green check mark from this organization. The interesting thing about that is that a credential can also be revoked retrospectively. So if there's wrong information out there and it has a green check, 
for example, for this is uh, good content because that is an organization which normally does good things, then if this organization is losing the trust because of the stake is taken away, then those green check marks would automatically disappear, which is pretty nice because it's all gone on blockchain, uh, then, and, and you can revoke informations, uh, you can re revoke credentials on blockchains, at least on the blockchain. So that would be an interesting play of uh, incentives and, and de-incentivizations. Is that the relationship that you guys have now? Is that what the partnership looks like? Because that's really cool. Can talk about the partnership, but I think it started actually somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, so it started somewhere else. So we started, I, I don't know, like maybe one and a half, two years ago, we started the project with Kilt and we implemented Kilt Protocol and, and created a decentralized wallet for our users. So it was like, let's say the normal use case, how you can like easily use Kilt Protocol to create a decentralized wallet and make your users you know, um, have full control over their own data and use their own wallet to to sign into our paid content product. And this was actually the project or the initiatives we started. Um, and we um, implemented this together with Code Protocol. But this was, I don't know, the start, the beginning of our discussion also regarding NI. So one and a half years ago, we started to create this beneficial or mutual beneficial initiative and then we started um, the discussion around AI and since last year when especially Gen AI and GPT came up we you know sat together and started to think about solutions because what we see in some parts of our areas right now that the market is flooded with crappy content at the moment so mm. we have a really a major interest how can we solve such a problem, right? And we need, that's why we need proof of accountability because all our journalists are linked to our brands or at least are linked to our company, right? And we as a company, we stand for quality journalism and we want to make sure that quality journalism is still informing the people out there, right? And that's why we need such a solution as Ingo has already described. You think it'll lead into a world where people, because there's accountability, people will kind of care more about the journalist. Like they'll look at who the journalist is when they're reading an article and and understand based on their like proof of accountability where that journalist like sits on a bias line or whether their content has proven to be good in the past or has proven to not be good. Like do you th I think people will like start to follow journalists now, and that'll probably help the the world of like investigation because really without the free press there's no democracy you know it. it's like the fourth pillar of of you know every democracy without the free press there is so i feel like this will help in places where there aren't free press at the same time it'll help those journalists be able to have a following yeah i i think you're totally right i think there are like two options right you're following a specific journalist because you know the piece of content or the articles from the specific journalist, right? Uh, or you just like follow a journalist, but you want to know for which publications, for which media company has she or he already published, right? Um, and is there really, you know, a kind of accountability? You know, if this journalist is linked to a specific brand or to a specific yeah. media company or has already written for like, 
couple of different media companies, not only us, but it could also be a free journalist working for New York Times, working for Axel Springer. And so it doesn't matter. But I think what is more important than to know that he's actually a person is that he has proven or she has proven that she's accountable for the articles he or she has written, right? It's like one of the top solutions, top problems that you see today in journalism that you guys are solving. What other problems need to be solved? That's actually a good question. Um, I think you've touched one question regarding the big LLMs we see on the market right now. Yeah. So we have already mentioned OpenAI's GPT model. We have already mentioned Palm 2 from Google, for example. Um, and there are big players on the market right now. But what we will see in the future, and this is like just my personal view, is that open source models will come up. And for specific yeah, they use cases, we need maybe specific LLMs or models right now. And that's like really a big question from my perspective. Um, are we dealing with Palm 2, Llama, and the rest over the next couple of years? Or will we see open source model coming up for specific use cases, right? And I could like also envision maybe models from specific media companies trained in a specific way, right? Regarding quality, but also regarding the tone um, of our specific brands, for example. We have, as you mentioned, Build, for example, is more a tabloid brand. Yeah. Totally different tone and let's say sound than Welt, for example, or Insider Political, right? And I think this is the big question from my uh, perspective. Will we see open source models trained by specific media companies? There are some examples on the market right now. I oh, think, yeah. for example, Bloomberg has decided to create their own model. And this is not because ChatGPT is not good enough. I think the training and also the content you use to train these models, you know, can also lead a model in a totally different direction. And maybe also raise the bar a bit higher when it comes to quality journalism. And for specific use cases, this model will be maybe better than ChatGPT, Llama, and so on. Going back to so at Ingo, what you were saying about when you have like an economic incentive to to tell the truth and to have the most quality, that's a really interesting perspective here because you're not just talking about journalists, you're also talking about the AIs themselves too. What we're seeing here is that Bloomberg wants to like train their own model. I could see how. If you guys train your own model with your own information, your own like proprietary information that's like right now, ChatGPT and others like theoretically, you know, they don't have access to, you could build a much better quality model that can put out much better content. And then going back to like with Kilt with, with the green check mark, I understand, Ingo, how it would disincentivize me from putting out bad content, but could I as a journalist, get paid by the protocol or me as an AI bot or owning an AI bot, can I get paid by the protocol as well for putting out quality and the best stuff too? Probably not by the protocol. That would be the wrong place. I think what the, pro uh, what the protocol can uh, serve is uh, the truth about if this, uh, if, if this is quality content or not. Uh, so th that's what blockchains normally do. I think uh, the secret of earning with content production is always the reader. So yeah. if you have many feeds, you will have a lot of money in the end. So and, and they decide with their feed in the end. So either they go to your place or they go to a different place for, for receiving their content. 
And uh, what the the proof of accountability can add to that is a green check mark, which says, okay, this is checked. And you might want to read more of that because that is fact checked. This is, yeah. uh, you trust that. And if you go somewhere else and you don't find that, if you are a friend of conspiracy theories, maybe you will find yourself happy there. Uh, but you know that this is all not fact checked. That's another thing. And probably the more people in the end will end up with the quality content and you have a better, better possibility to earn money there. And you, maybe you will also yeah. be picked up certain content. So it's interesting where you have that, that's social media, right? Uh, social yeah. media works uh, with people spreading things. Maybe it is more uh, accurate to spread things which have already been fact-checked and which are okay to spread than just uh, spreading something where every one of your friends says, yeah, please, uh, you know, that this wasn't even checked and now you spread this here. What oh do you want? Um, so it's an idea. That's you're you're right. Like I can and we're see. We're not talking only. Sorry. And we are not only talking about text, right? We need to talk about images as well and videos in the future, right? So you have so you have text, which is the is which is huge, and that's very exciting. And at the same time, you know what Ingo, you're saying. Like I remember going during the election season, going through like Twitter and and all these other like. It's not just the longer form articles. It's like. The sound bites, it's the it's the headlines and it's the like summaries of the article where you have the most bias because people don't a lot of times read the long form content and they don't see a lot of journalists will present both sides and they'll like, you know, try to go that line. And so I could I, I really am excited about like where you have the shorter firm, but also like the headlines kind of influence. And all I was getting at is like. So many times my like older family members will call me up and they'll be like, oh my God, I saw this and this on the news or I saw this and this on Facebook. And it'd be so great if there was like a, just a green check mark or some way that you can know if that information was, you know, there's better accountability right there. But you were saying, you were saying about Samir, about the, the image and videos, dude, that's, that's, that's the, almost like a bigger problem because that I almost forgot about, especially during wartime. How many times do you see like, there'll be a war. And then you'll see a picture, oh, such and such country is killing all these people. And there's like an image, but then you'll see like, oh, that's from like another war like 10 years ago. Yeah, you're totally right. So, um, and this problem will get bigger and bigger over the next couple of months, right? And regarding video, so at the moment, we can still see the difference between a generative AI video and a normal video, right? But within the next month or years, you know, you can't see the difference anymore as a human right so and we need solutions there as well and and images are produced videos are produced by ai or of course by humans right and we we fa we're facing the same problems here for images and, and videos and we need solutions here as well i was really freaked out by deep fakes like a half a year ago it was all over the news i was like so you're telling me that we can still tell the difference between AI generated, like, you know, like if you have a video of my face or something doing something else, we can tell the difference still, whereas in the near future, we won't be able to. Yeah, I think so. And there's really, there are great examples out there where you can like nearly don't see the difference. So you need to dig deeper a bit more. And there are still also some solutions and tools on, on the market right now. Who can give you a kind of score and you can like easily find out whether these videos are fake but regarding images at the moment um oh, just one example maybe you remember the story about the 
hope in this like big jacket, yeah. right? It was fake. And like humans couldn't easily see the difference between the real photo or the real picture and the generated AI picture, right? So this will become a massive problem um, uh, next to um, next to the texts we were talking or articles we were talking about. Ingo, can you solve that problem, please? No, nope. <laughs> we can't. Uh, no. uh, blockchains are, uh, have very limited capabilities. I think you can use them for cool stuff, but you need stuff around. So um, as, as we've heard now, there's, there's tons of problems, and there's a, a core of a solution, which could be the um, proof of accountability. But there's other things which still have to evolve, right? So the DAO I mentioned, this doesn't exist, yes, sure. right? People and journalists and and uh, maybe uh, also media companies and maybe uh, also I, I don't know uh, associations of media companies and so on. They have to be they have to come together and actually make an effort to do this and and and, and to build this thing. And so they, this is nothing which is going to be launched in the next two weeks or so. This is something where we really have a lot of research work to do, how we actually do the incentivization models uh, for, for people and for AIs and for organizations in a way that they incentivize enough uh, not and de-incentivize uh, also enough for not uh, gaming the system and stuff like yeah. that. So it's going to be a really, really complicated yes, case that we have. In the, we are in, in the research phase that, to make that clear. This is not like uh, this is not, not there has no planned launch date, right? This is something that we start talking about where we start involving universities, uh, where we start involving media companies, and where we uh, have an open discussion about that, where everyone can join. So everyone's invited to join the discussion about that because it is something which which is going to be very beneficial, I think, for uh, all humans out there in the end. Uh, and especially for media companies and journalists. And uh, so it's it's an interesting thing that we have to start talking about. And the only thing that we can basically provide there as, as killed is the blockchain, which actually hand, handles the very father credentials, which uh, handles the public credentials for the checkmark, uh, which handles the DIDs for identifying the journalists or the AI or the organization and issuing credentials for that. So we do have a base technology for that. And there's an interesting use case that we all together have to build on top of it. Ingo, in, in the times that I've talked to you in the past and, and Samir, in the short time that we talked now, it seems like you guys both kind of like your businesses, but your life goals are like very human centered, where you follow the light of like making the world for other humans a better place. Why is that important? A lot of people, I know it may seem stupid for, for you guys, but a lot of people don't you know, they don't follow their lives that way or they're younger and they're trying to figure out a moral compass to follow as they're they're getting into their career stages. You've mentioned that I'm working for Axel Springer now since uh, 2008, right? So 15, 16 years now. Um, and this was always the purpose of our company, right? We are a content-driven company and we know our role when it comes to democracy. And as you mentioned before, free press is so important. Um, and that's why we don't operate in every country worldwide because we care about democracy. That's the reason why we are not operating, for example, in China. Right? And so next to our business, and of course we run a business and we want to earn money, um, with this business, um, the purpose of our company was always to create. And even though 
And even though we are using AI to create content, um, before we put it out there, we do the fact checking and um, using tools, of course, um, to help us fact check things because the quality of our journalism is key and we want to really get the trust of our users and readers, right? And um, the problem we were talking about, which comes up right now, is really a serious problem, not only for us, but for the whole industry. And as you mentioned before, um, at the end, we'll touch everyone. So it's a so it's a, like it's it's a soul cycle uh, problem we need to solve together. And as Ingo mentioned before, there are technologies in place. We have kind of like let's say the base infrastructure for that, but we need to build things on top of it. Right? Short answer to your question, so I, I just try to do something useful with my time, and I don't find it useful to just run after money. Uh, maybe uh, my work can also have an impact on society. And uh, if I have the chance to do that, and I'm blessed that I did have the chance that I was able to uh, do this blockchain company, which uh, cares for something like uh, decentralized identity, which I think is really an important thing because it also it, ma it makes many things in the internet much better than it was. And having this possibility, I think if you do get the possibility, you have to take it and uh, make the best out of it. This is what I'm doing. So beautiful. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. Really, what a great way to end. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Cool. Thank you. Thank you.